0: Welcome to Make a Difference Monday here at the Pearl House. I'm Courtney Bullard, the co-founder and executive director for the Pearl House, and the purpose of our Make a Difference Mondays is that we want to encourage you to make a difference in yourself, in others, and in the world. So today we are joined by Stacey Hinkle, and we're going to talk about trusting God without borders. So Stacy, welcome. So glad that you're here today. I have been looking forward to this and I tell you, I have gotten to meet the most amazing people really because and through the Pearl House and you are one of those people and I'm so thankful for our friendship. So I would love for people to just know a little bit more about you if you want to tell us a little about
1: yourself. I live in Memphis, Tennessee and we attend Sycamore View Church of Christ and we have Five kids, and we have a bonus kid, so I claim six kids. Um, we have our oldest is 20, what is she, 23, 22. Oh, she's about to be 23. I could, should probably remember that. And then I have a 21 year old, and then a 19 year old. My bonus kid is 18, and then we have a 17 year old, and then we have a, a little girl who's seven and a half. And our, Zoe is our youngest and she was adopted. She came to live with us at 10 days old. We got to pick her up from the hospital and she, uh, was adopted when she was 18 months old. So she's been with us the whole time and she is a huge blessing and challenge to our family, but it has been just a really, an amazing thing to get to watch God work. And I'm also a nurse, um, and I am, I've turned a hobby into, um, kind of, a, a little bit of a money-making opportunity, not huge, but a little, I I'm a baker and I bake for a coffee shop here in the city, which is just super fun. So, and then we, and my husband's a minister. So we've been doing ministry for 25 years at, not at Sycamore View the whole time, but we've been there for 16 years now. So it has been quite an adventure.
0: Wow. What's your favorite thing to bake?
1: Oh, well, I love desserts. And so probably anything Chocolate would be my favorite thing to bake mostly just because I want to eat that. The fruit stuff is good, <laughs> but the chocolate's my favorite, so it anyway. is <laughs> so good. I wish I lived closer because I would
0: frequent <laughs> <laughs> often. So, okay, so I would love for you to share. You know, I think about your family, you have six children, yes. amazing. <laughs> um, so I think about this. So, you marry your husband, Jen. At the time, you know, he's a youth minister. I know now he's the executive minister of your church, but at the time he's a youth minister. And I'm sure like any bride, you thought, you know, maybe this is the house I want to live in. This is the future I plan. This is how many children I want to have. I mean, just, you know, like most women, most girls do. I'm wondering, like, did you have a time when you did that in your life and maybe God changed those plans, changed the direction? Maybe your family doesn't look the way that you originally had planned. Um And I wonder if you could share if that's true. How did you allow God to maybe take your borders down?
1: Well, sometimes I think God has the best sense of humor because when I married Jim, he wanted two kids and he already had their names out, picked out. And I was like, "Mm -mm, not gonna happen. Those are odd, but uh, (laughs) it's fine. Just not the plan that I had. I always wanted four kids. And so we, um, after we had a couple, he was like, you know what, a big family sounds like a really, really fun idea. And so we did, we had four kids. And at that that time we lived in Texas and he was a youth minister at a church there. And then um, a few years into that, after Caleb was born, he was about 18 months old, we moved to Memphis. And Memphis is kind of where God stretched and grew us because we absolutely love our city. It is an amazing place to live. It has lots of challenges, but it also has so many great things going. And with all of that, some of the challenges, especially as a lot of kids in Um, just need a little extra support in the family situation. So our girls especially were um, really, really, really wanting to adopt a little kid. Just it's kind of touched their hearts in lots of ways. We moved to a a neighborhood that um, looked a little different than they did. There were lots of needs in the neighborhood of kids that didn't have the kind of support at home that our kids had. And so it just kind of, both of my older girls, it was on their heart to adopt. And it had always kind of been part of what I wanted to do. I grew up in a church that had a lot of foster babies. And I just kind of grew attached to those. And I would, in fact, I remember one, his name was Cody. And after church every day, I'd go over to his foster mom and say, let me play with them And I would, I'd run around the gym with that kid. And he just really touched my heart. So it's something that I've always kind of wanted to do it took a minute more for Jim to get on board. I think our kids honestly prayed him into that and God cracks me up that way, how he can use the littlest souls to, to really touch your heart. And so that's kind of how it happened. Um, we started praying and our girls especially started praying and Jim was like, Oh no, no," because you know what happens when you start talking to God about something. Um, he moves in some really interesting ways. So we also has, have a, um, a single mom and she always wanted to adopt that's kind of what she wanted to do so Jim and I really thought in the middle of all this prayer process that God was calling us to go to these foster classes with her and just kind of be her support person (laughs) little did we know that God had a different plan and Zoe would join our family uh, probably just about a month or two after we got approved as a, a What do they call it? Like a waiting family almost for the foster care system in the city of Memphis. So that was really interesting. And then we we actually have continued to walk with our friend and she has adopted a little girl. And the coolest part about it is she and Zoe are best friends. And so they see each other all the time. In fact, I keep her a couple days a week. So that's been a whole nother really cool part of our journey. But that's kind of how it happened. That was not really a plan that we started with but just our city and our circumstances and the prayer of our kids really brought us to, to open our home for adoption. So Wow. Really cool. So not
0: all of your children are biological. Cause you no. also take in, I feel like your home is just, you just take in whoever just needs you and you can love on. And, and so I love for you to share about that. Like how, was that out of your comfort zone? Like, How did that go when you're like, hey, Jim, let's bring in some more children into our home? (laughs) Um,
1: Well, yeah, that's another funny story. Uh, Morona is our um, bonus kid, and he lived in our house for two and a half years, and he's 18 and now lives in Nashville and has got a full-time job. He's doing really well, so it's been really neat to see that grow. And Morona started coming to our house kind of just... Oh, afternoons after school with two of my kids as they like got to know him at school and they would, he would need a ride home. So my oldest son would give him a ride home. And after a while they just became really good friends. So he started coming to our house and hanging out. And it really kind of also started because at school, um, I'm not sure totally what happened, but he was in need of a lunch every day. So I had I was already packing three lunches at that point because our oldest had gone to college. And I was like, well, I'll just pack Marona a lunch. No big deal. And Sarah Kate would drop it to him because they were in the same class. So she would just give him his lunch every day. And it just kind of became honestly food kind of connected us to Marona. He needed something. And then the kids would start taking him home from school and we would feed him every day. And then it kind of turned into, we would feed him dinner and then um, his mom is in the picture and she's very nice, but they're just a, kind of some support issues. And so one time she came to me and said, would you mind if he stayed with you for about three weeks? We have some renovations going on at the house. And then there were some family friends visiting and they were from another country. And I was like, sure, he can do that. Well, three weeks kind of turned into two and a half years, which we didn't plan. <laughs> but Josh, our um, oldest son moved and went to college. So his room became free and it just became a little bit easier for Morona to get the support he needed at our house. And honestly, it wasn't a lot of discussion. Jim was on a mission trip and came back, and Morona was at the house because it was an overseas mission trip and you couldn't really get a hold of him very easily. And it was just one of those things where, surprise, we have an extra kid. And I honestly thought it was for three weeks, so I wasn't real worried. And it turned into quite a bit more. So, quite a, an adventure. <laughs>
0: Wow, that is amazing.
1: It's funny, but it God is funny. Sometimes He's really funny.
0: Yes, yep, and sometimes une- unexpected.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yes.
0: So, Stacy, how have you had to trust God? Maybe without borders. Maybe it's with your family, or maybe it's something else.
1: Mostly family. Just you know, you worry a little bit about bringing other people into your um, house and how it will affect you biological kids and what they will think and how they will feel about things and is it safe and I really just had to let go and and realize that God was in control and he had orchestrated all these events and brought us to Memphis and put these people into our past and he was going to take care of it and I learned from a friend of mine so I asked her one day they had done a lot of fostering and adopted two kids and she was one of the the siblings in the house and I said and she was older. And I said, how did that affect you? Or did you feel like you weren't loved? Did you f- have any questions? She said, Oh, not at all. She said, I learned so much more about the love of God and taking care of people and parenting by watching my mom care for these other kids. And that gave me such peace because I felt like, okay, you know what? I don't have any control over this situation. God's got it all. I have none. And I just had to let him do it. And it has been hard in lots of ways, but so amazingly rewarding. And it, we have grown so much as a family. And I know our kids have grown a lot because the way they look at the world is so different. And I'm very thankful for that.
0: Well, I'm reminded of the verse in Isaiah. It's Isaiah at 26, 3 and 4. And it says, those of steadfast mind to keep in peace. Because they trust in you. So it's trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord God you have an everlasting rock. And I've seen about that when you're talking about you've God's given you such peace through all this. And it happens when we trust him, when we fully trust him, he does give you such a peace that it's like peace that passes all understanding that you can't explain. So I know that you have your family and your Jim was how how many years was he a youth minister?
1: 25 years. And now he's transitioned to another role. So.
0: Wow. So you have invested in so many lives, you and Jim, and I love for you to share maybe what lessons from your life that maybe you've taught your students and even your own children.
1: I think the biggest, um, lesson and blessing and hard stuff is really kind of all rolled into one. um, when we moved to Memphis, we moved kind of out to the suburbs, and I loved it. It's a great place to be, but we just started looking around and noticing that everybody kind of looked like our family and thought like our family, and it was comfortable, and that was and there's some great blessings about being there. But for us and for what I felt like God was calling us to do, we moved into a neighborhood that was considered maybe a little rough. Now it's changed a lot in 10 years. It's been kind of amazing to watch, but, um, and everybody, um, there's just a lot of ethnic diversity and a lot of socioeconomic diversity. Um, there's a lot of refugees that are relocated in by world relief into our neighborhood. So, and we live three houses from the park. And so you could, I mean, when you take your kids to the park, you get to experience all of these different nationalities And different people, and people that don't look like us, and really kind of put pushes you out of your comfort zone. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons that we have learned as a family, and our kids kind of look at the world differently because of where we've chosen to move to, and what we've chosen to have our family look like. Because our two bonus kids, our adopted kids, are they don't look like us. They are African American, and they are they bring a whole totally different ethnic diversity to our family. And I've had to learn a lot about that, especially about Zoe's hair care and learning about all those things. And so I, I think the biggest thing is just the way we see the world that God made all these people and loves all these people just the same as he loves us. And I do think our kids have taken that with them in the things that they've chosen to do with their lives. And it's been a huge blessing.
0: So what's next for your family?
1: Well, I don't totally know. And sometimes that scares me because I feel like when there's like a little calm, that means God is working up something big. And I'm like, oh no. But I think this executive minister role is a big change for Jim. And so that's going to be something our family has to navigate. And then we have four kids out of the house and my oldest graduates from graduate school and she's got a social work degree. So she's coming back to Memphis to live, um, on her own as a grown-up in the city, so that's kind of an adventure for our family that we have never got to experience. It's kind of fun watching one of your kiddos um, soar, like you feel like that they were made to do. So, I don't really know, but sometimes, like I said, when you get comfortable, God tends to work. So, I'm excited to see what happens next.
0: It's amazing. Okay, so Stacy, I know, like myself, that. People are gonna want to just have more Stacy in their life. So how can? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. So I, I would love for you to share. How can people find you?
1: Well, I'm on Facebook, which apparently my kids tell me is for old people, but I'm old and I can embrace that, and that's okay. So I'm on Facebook. It's just Stacy Hinkle, and then I also have an Instagram account, and I, I don't know. I think it's the same name on Instagram as well. I also have a, um, my uh, bake. I work for a coffee shop. I bake for them, but I have my own side business. It's called the chocolate drop bake shop and it's on Instagram and Facebook as well. So you can kind of search around and find me if you really want to.
0: <laughs> I love that. And we'll include it in when we do our post okay. with the links so people can find you. So Stacey, thank you so much. And thank you for your time. And I know that I am so encouraged and inspired by you and I know those that are watching and listening, I know you will be as well. So let's all go and make a difference. Thank you for listening to Make a Difference Monday. If you would like to learn more about how you can make a difference, visit thepearlhouse.org.